0: Welcome to Power Yourself, where I talk about the most important topic in the world, you. Welcome. Today we're continuing on with Deborah Adele's book, The Yamas and Niyamas, and that's all about exploring yoga's ethical practice. So today we're on the third piece, so we're still within the Yamas, which is Sanskrit for restraints. And we're going on to the third piece, and that's called Astea, which stands for non-stealing. This chapter, again, was one that really challenged my idea of what that term would actually stand for. Okay, so I went in thinking the basics, likely it's about showing up and really not physically stealing from another person, okay, which it does address, absolutely. But now I walk away with a much wider view of what non-stealing can actually refer to. Looking at the piece that it touches, stealing from myself, stealing from other people, yes, and also stealing from the earth and stealing from future generations. So let's really look at the term non-stealing, considering all four of those aspects. Deborah mentions in the book that non-stealing calls everybody, calls us to live with integrity and reciprocity. Okay, looking at how really showing up in your life in the most honest form, being true to who you are in that specific moment who we are in our lives, while making the conscious effort to give back just as much as what we take from all things around us. And what that does is it allows us to help support that greater sense of balance. In this chapter, there's so many specific statements that really stood out for me. So I'm going to try to bring those into today's episode. So the first one, She mentions, if we are living in fears and lies, our dissatisfaction with our lives lead us to look outward with a tendency to steal what is not rightfully ours. We steal from others, we steal from the earth, we steal from the future, and we steal from ourselves. We steal from the opportunity to grow ourselves into the person who has the right to have the life they want. Uh, so really looking at when we're fake, when we show up in the world, not being our authentic selves, who we are in that particular moment, when we pretend to be something we're not, what that's actually doing, it's depriving us, depriving us of the opportunity To be genuine with each other, with ourselves, with the earth, with the universe allows us to deprive that opportunity to be opened, to actually take in the lessons that if we were being genuine in that moment, maybe we would actually be able to take in, take in and help build that version of ourselves that we actually want to be. So really looking at when we're faking it, we're not just hurting ourselves, we're hurting everybody around us. We're not being genuine with who we are and supporting that. We're just trying to maybe fit in or fake it. So really looking at ourselves first and looking at how we can really show up and be genuine and support this way of living our lives. The first category we'll focus on is about stealing from others, so stealing from other people. And I'll start us off with another one of her quotes. So an outward focus leads us to compare ourselves to others and to send our energy into their lives in an unhealthy way. When we compare ourselves to others, We find ourselves lacking, which makes us feel cheated, or we find ourselves superior, which leaves us feeling somewhat arrogant. So really looking at how are you with other people? This is how I perceive it means. Are you looking at your interactions with other people to help actually boost your own life or your own experience? When you're having conversations with other people, are you trying to one-up them? How in a certain situation that they handled, maybe you would have done things differently or you think you would have been able to handle it better. Which if we really look deeper on that, it's might be seen as an opportunity to maybe allow yourselves to feel good, like a cheap attempt to allow yourself to feel good. The thing is, in hypothetical situations, it's really easy to say how we would have done things differently and how we could have succeeded and how our approach might have been better, but we're not in their shoes and we're not doing the day-to-day. So we honestly have no idea what is best for them absolutely, yes, we have our ideas and our opinions and our perceptions. And I'm not doubting that sometimes they might actually be based on our own past experience. And maybe we might think that we know what's best for other people, but we don't actually know. We have ideas about it, but we don't know what's really best for them and their journey. So it's about, are we picking each other apart so much that we're forgetting how hard it is to live in that moment. How hard it is to show up and do that right thing. You know, it's easy to have those thoughts. But are we showing up and doing that right action ourselves? And are we helping encourage people do whatever their right action is for them? So do you try in conversations to one-up Person you're talking to? Or do you allow the opportunity to be really present and be there in that moment? Encourage them, talk to them, try and understand them on a deeper level. Or do you just assume and think that you know what's best in that specific situation? An opportunity to check in. Think about your conversations that you just had today, or yesterday. Ask yourself, am I really showing up for them? Or am I making a conversation about me when it's not actually supposed to be about me? So are we stealing that time and space from other people? Considering the thought of when people talk, are you really listening to what they're saying? Are you trying to understand them? Are you paying attention to the words that are coming out of their mouth? Like we've talked about in other communication episodes, are you asking questions to understand their perspective? You know, what about maybe when you don't feel good? Are you dragging other people down with you? I always think of like the negativity, the vortex of negativity. Are you sucking people into that? If you're not having a good day, if somebody around you is having a good day, do you try to take away from that experience from them? Or do we practice lifting people up? Do you leave people with that sense of feeling better or feeling uplifted because of a conversation they had with you? How can you help encourage and empower people? It's about really making that conscious effort in your life, in your interactions, in your conversations, to really be present in that specific moment and to maybe look at it as an opportunity to not have it about you. Maybe the main aspect of this conversation is for you to be a supporting role and for you to really help be there in that moment with that other person in that space and time. In regards to stealing from other people, the thought I was left with here is am I stealing from somebody else in a conversation? Am I trying to steal their attention away? Am I trying to steal this moment away? Or am I really helping and being the person who shows up and is present with them in that specific event or moment or conversation. So really looking at trying to be more conscious but not stealing that attention away and really helping pay that attention to them and be there in that moment. The next category that Deborah talks about in this chapter of non-stealing was stealing from the earth. So looking at how our society looks At ownership of pieces of the earth, you know. Do we do we feel we own we're entitled to something? Or do we look at stealing from the earth or our experience with the earth as we're just visiting? Nothing is ours specifically to own. It's about that ebb and flow, you know, not ever having anything permanent. We will have stuff and we will lose it. So When we're going through our experiences, are we looking at how am I actually going to leave this state or or piece of the earth which I'm occupying in this moment? Or am I using words like I, my, and mine to really define how much I own it as an individual? Looking about practicing seeing stuff as it's just on loan to us we don't own specifically anything we we're just we're just visiting like i said you know asking us to really care for whatever we're occupying in that moment instead of taking it for granted instead of depriving it or depleting it how am i leaving these spaces You know, the earth, the water, our house, you know, are we over consuming with taking stuff from the earth or are we really trying to show up and give back? In this specific category, she talks a lot about reciprocity, you know, what you take away from the earth. Are you showing up and are you doing a conscious effort to give back to it? to replenish it, to help set it up for future generations and, and future centuries to exist and not be deprived. I think it's really easy to get caught up in our moment in time and where we are specifically right now. And I think this chapter allows the opportunity to get us to reflect a little bit more. You know, if I'm tearing down trees, or if I am continuously consuming fruit and vegetables, and, you know, um, protein, what am I doing to give back? How am I supporting that? Am I trying to consciously plant more trees? Am I trying to consciously maybe have a garden, so that I'm not just continuously taking? Maybe I'm able to to give some of my vegetables to somebody else and help spread that. Just looking at the aspect of when I am taking, am I looking at ways to give back? So giving back to the earth, giving back to what's around us. You know, a big piece after reading this chapter that I was left with was the compost and, you know, recyclables, am I doing my own part here, you know, and I really started to look at it and try to hold myself a little bit more accountable. How can I do this better? Is there stuff maybe I could be composting, but maybe I'm taking an easy way out. Maybe I'm not going through um, the extra effort of walking downstairs and putting it in the compost jar. You know, maybe I uh, was just easier to flick it in the garbage. So really looking at our actions, our daily actions. Am I walking the extra steps to maybe put something in a compost? Or am I taking the extra effort to clean stuff in my recyclables so that it can actually be recyclable as opposed to putting it in the garbage You know, a goal that I'm trying to take away specifically from this piece of the non-stealing is how can I do better? How can I do better with giving back to the earth, you know, with my recyclables, with my composting, really holding myself accountable and looking at opportunities for myself? How can I do better here to help support the earth to continuously be at this beautiful state of giving you know can i can i take the train more maybe if i'm going to the store can i walk as opposed to driving you know really looking at our specific actions i get it's so much easier sometimes but i think here's an opportunity for us to look at what are we taking from the earth and how are we trying To give back to the earth in reciprocity of what we're receiving from it, what we're taking in and allowing us to succeed and enjoy our experience. How am I giving back to that? What does that actually look like for me? And it will be different for everybody. But I think it's just an opportunity to really look at your own actions here and consider How am I giving back to something that is continuously giving to me? And that specific category sets us up for the next one seamlessly. So are we stealing from the future? So future generations, future people that will be born and live in our country, in our space, in our earth. How are we stealing from future generations? How are our, our bad habits of indulgence and excess and overconsumption and immediate gratification, how are those actually impacting the future? Are we supporting them? Are we setting future generations up to succeed? Or are we setting them up to really be dealing with our consequences? You know, how are we treating our, you know, the earth or our space or our resources? And are we considering the people who will actually come after us? Are we leaving them with a burden because of our actions? Or are we leaving them with the gift that was given to us? So are we really considering how our actions today will actually impact the people of tomorrow? You know, I feel our society, we have a huge focus on immediate gain in the moment. And the this specific category looks at how that immediate gain or in the moment or, or that need or that wanting something in the moment and fixating and just trying to gain it at all costs without total loss of consideration from the future. It looks at that as a, a loss of gratitude for what we actually have in the moment that we are currently in. So being fixated on what we need and trying to consume that Are we instead trying to use the frame of mind, trying to use the thought process of what do I have around me right now that I am so grateful for and I'm happy for instead of really looking at what else I need, what I need to put my focus on, what else I need to consume or buy or material aspect, whatever that is, am I seeking for more? Or am I looking around me for opportunities to be grateful and appreciate what I have in this specific moment? Really focusing on the abundance that's actually around me and all things I do have currently in this moment. Or am I still Coming at things from a sense of want, I need more. I, have you ever used the phrase, I need this to make me happy. When I achieve this, I'll be happy. So really focusing instead of that future, looking at right now, looking at today. What do you have around you that's making you grateful and having a sense of gratitude for what's in front of us? So by us having that sense of gratitude of what's in front of us, it allows us to start to actually step back and not be concentrated on that go, go, go. Maybe step back and appreciate and realize all the beauty that actually exists around us and be happy with that and take that in as opposed to being consumed by that feeling of need or want. Looking at how that huge shift in perspective can actually help our future. And I don't mean mine and your future. I mean your kids or your kids' kids or your nieces or your nephews and their kids. Looking at how by us being grateful and happy and present in this moment, in this future, in this today that actually exists, instead of being caught up in such an intense need to consume or reach that next high or reach that next bigger house or get that next car, by us having that shift and being able to be present and being able to be grateful for all those things around us. It helps us actually find a level of happiness instead of getting caught up in this cycle of thinking that we need to consume to actually be happy. The thing is, with this aspect, I I find it's twofold. I find if we can make that shift and be present and be happy with what's around me and existing now, I feel I'm not continuously As this book mentioned, taking from uh, the earth or taking from the future generations, I'm being happy and I'm being present. So I'm not over consuming. I am trying to allow my actions to really be present as opposed to needing more. So I feel that we are actually showing also, so this is the second part, we're showing future generations how to reach happiness You know, it's not about the consumption. It's not about the what's next. It's about what's now. Being present, helping support that sense of gratitude and fulfillment that exists all around us instead of looking for the future, looking for what's next, looking for what I need next, what's my next achievement, success, purchase. So like I said, twofold. It teaches people because we're acting a certain way. So it teaches them by our actions. And then by the actions we're taking, it actually helps improve the future for those future generations. It helps support a less depleting culture or a less consuming culture that hopefully helps them to have the experience that we're having right now the one that has so much beauty around us, the one that allows for us to go visit a park or go for a hike in a mountain or go for a bike ride or just outside and breathing the fresh air by our habits that we choose today helps us support that future state for other people. You know, what a great opportunity. What a great piece of literature that allows you to think on that level, to stop thinking about just yourself and your own lens or your own experience, to really support and encourage us as individuals to think about the future for other people. Deborah Adele talks a lot about how the decisions that you make right now she looks at how some cultures actually make decisions based on how that would look seven generations into the future. So if I plant this tree right now, what might that mean for seven generations down the line? If I take time to compost or recycle or not consume on the level I'm consuming, how does that support seven generations into the future? So really taking that step back from that ego kind of perspective, that solo kind of independent lens of our life and what we're doing, and really looking at our role more as caretakers, looking at the people that will come generations after us, and considering how can I, how can we set them up to actually succeed, instead of continuing on the track that our society, what I feel is currently on right now, of consumption and immediate gratification. How can we step back from these natural or not natural learned habits and hold ourselves more accountable and hold each other more accountable? And how can we support the future for the generations to actually come? the last category that she goes into for the non-stealing is looking at stealing from ourselves and i think it sets us up nicely so we've talked about stealing from other people in conversations what does that look like are we stealing time for them from them are we stealing the spotlight from them how are we stealing from the earth are we looking at the resources that we're depleting And looking at consciously what our actions are to actually give back. So that reciprocity. And then the piece of stealing from future, which I think is really linked to that earth. We're stealing from the earth, which in return actually steals from future generations. So how am I setting future generations up to succeed? And the last piece is stealing, like I said, from ourselves. So a quote she says is, when we oppose outside images on ourselves, we actually self-sabotage. We have judgments for perfections, which is actually a form of self-abuse. In the rush of getting to the next thing, we actually have no time for ourselves. So for this, I was left with thinking how important it is for us to actually reflect and contemplate our lives and what we're doing currently and in the moment. You know, really, instead of pushing our bodies on full-blown overload onto the next full speed ahead, achieve, 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 consume, 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 how are we stealing from pieces of our lives, from pieces of our own journey. It almost feels like we're toddlers in a way, you know, wanting something that other people have. Are we fixated on what somebody else is achieving and in turn trying to achieve that? Are we really focused on what somebody is achieving and almost being jealous instead of looking at what is my steps right now? Shifting the focus to ourself for a little bit, our own self-growth, you know, what's going to engage and challenge us. And then what happens is we actually get to experience this joy of building ourselves, which allows us, I feel, to be more full. So are we serving the world, you know, our experience, or are we stealing from it? Are we focused so hard on someone else's priorities or somebody else's idea of success or perfectionism that we actually lose sight of what it is for ourselves? What is it that you love? What is it that you want to achieve? Are you actually looking at that or are you considering what the people next to you think is success or what the people next to you want to succeed and trying to keep up with that. When we get so caught up with the people around us and what they think, I think it's really easy for us actually to get distracted by what other people are chasing after. Instead of taking that step back and really finding out what matters to us, I think, What's happening more and more is that people are losing themselves. They're losing their own internal focus or their own internal idea of what happiness is for them. And they're getting so caught up in other people and what other people term as success. And I get it. We all get distracted by this. You know, it's a huge life learning, I feel. And one that's, you know, let's be honest, guys, it doesn't happen once and we never get tempted or challenged with it again. It's something that I know is is a very conscious effort. You know, when I'm doing actions, when I am trying to achieve, I think it's very important for me to check in and make sure what I'm trying to achieve is actually aligned with what I want to do or who I want to be or what I want to encourage. I think by allowing that self-reflection time, it allows us to hopefully think clearly and not get caught up in other people's priorities or other people's idea and really make sure it's it's who we want to be and it's what we want to focus on as well and Like I said, it's what we want to support or encourage. So I think instead of getting so caught up with everybody else around us and what their goals are, I think it's very important to, as this book talks about, take that step back from it. Is this what you think is success? Is this what you are trying to achieve? Or is this somebody else's idea? of success or somebody else's idea of achievement. And just making sure it's true for you, I think is a, a huge, huge piece. And I think the more that you can keep that lens or, or keep that focus, I think it allows you, in my head anyway, I, I feel it allows you to stay truer to you instead of getting caught up with everybody else's idea or what they think. I think it's very important to check in with yourself and make sure you are really showing up for you as well as supporting other people and supporting the world but making sure you're you're staying true to who you want to be in this moment. A really big piece that I love with this specific category is Deborah talks about how building ourselves <laughs> essentially, by, by being true in the moment to ourselves and really making sure we're, we're being honest and genuine with where we are in life and where we are in our own journey. It helps build our competency up. So if we want something, it's about building the competency to have it. You know, if we have a dream or want something, what are we doing to actually build that person in ourselves to build that competency are we showing up and putting the effort in into building those skills or building that life that we say that we want or that's important to us instead of here's the big thing trying to achieve it in a single moment and the crazy piece that I love that she addresses here is when we're so caught up in achieving success or or perfectionism, we, we rip ourselves off and we don't allow ourselves to invest and build a, a true, authentic version of ourselves. And the thing is, if it happened overnight, we wouldn't actually be ready for it. We wouldn't have built our character and our skills up to the level where we can actually sustain that level of success. The quote that I really liked in this specific section was, preparing ourselves to hold what we want. Exciting and it's a full-time job. It moves us away from the victim story and into full responsibility of our own lives. <laughs> really looking at what do you want for success? What, what is happiness for you? And what are you doing to achieve that? What are you doing to build those skills, to build that future that you want to have? I think it's so important because I think we can get so caught up in wanting to be that best version of ourselves or wanting success overnight or, or wanting, wanting something. (laughs) But what are we doing? What we have to look at what are our actions doing to to help us achieve that instead of wishing for it or instead of, you know, winning the lotto. What are we doing to achieve that income that we want? What are we doing to achieve those things that we want in our life? And I don't mean external things. I want to make a point here. You know, let's look at skills that you want. You know, for is it do you want to public speak or do you want to be able to create games or create computer stuff or be a musician or be an amazing cyclist? You know, what is it that you want to do and what are you doing to have that? You know, what are you doing to build that in you? It's through those experiences that we, I find we open doors to mentors and start asking people how they achieved it. Hey, what worked for you? How did you get there? What did you do um, to get your level of success? And I find by us being true to who we are in that moment, we open ourselves up to all of the support that actually exists around us which i i like to believe and i feel this chapter really stresses is that by doing that it it opens the door to actually learn <laughs> it opens the door to benefit and grow ourselves into what we what we want in the aspect of like building the competencies she talks about how in our lives we have setbacks, you know, we were, it's, it's part of the human experience, hey, to have mistakes. So do we see these mistakes as actually burdens or misfortunes or devastation or setbacks? Because it's a choice to look at it through that lens. And instead, the alternate choice would be to look at it as opportunities to grow (laughs) It can be seen as opportunities to learn something new, you know, to have an experience, to learn something that we we didn't know before, or maybe allow us to build a certain skill that we didn't even know we wanted or that we didn't even know we needed. You know, it's about being satisfied about what we're going through right now instead of wishing it all away and wishing that we're just in that level of success that we want to be at the end. You know, instead enjoying, enjoying every aspect of our journey. You know, it's what gives us or allows us to have that accumulation of values and it's what grows our skill level and gives us that competency for what we want to host later on you know she talks about how a huge thing with non-stealing is it asks us to actually build the life that we want you know put the effort in what are you doing to build it how are you being accountable to your future self in a way and i think that's once again, a great point and a beautiful opportunity for us to look at and see how are my actions actually aligning with what I want to achieve and what I want to be? Am I putting in the time and effort to build those competencies, to build that version of myself? Or am I just trying to get there overnight. So, you know, it's almost like a beautiful love story in a way. Are you, are you taking time to fall in love with yourself and enjoy every piece of your own journey? Or are you just so focused on the end result? You know, and I think that's, once again, a beautiful opportunity for us all to step back and practice enjoying every moment and every journey and every adventure and look at what I can learn from it instead of what's next. So she talks at the end of every chapter about questions to reflect on. So the questions she leaves us with for this specific non-stealing chapter is the first thing. Notice when and how you steal from others how you steal their time, attention, power and confidence and not being able to celebrate in other successes. Notice what is happening in you that propels you or promotes you to do this stealing. And she says, now practice being a forklift. Ah, It's great. Practice being a forklift and let them feel uplifted by just being in your presence. The next question is, notice when you are stealing from the earth and future, when are you taking and not returning something of equal value? Live in reciprocity with the earth and with the future. Third one is, life, live life as a visitor to this world, not an owner. Notice how much is available to you without ever having to own it. Things like parks, libraries, concerts, sunsets, nature. Really take it in and really look at what's around you that you don't own and how much beauty it has. Fourth one, think about your dreams and your goals. Make a list of things to do that would increase your ability, that would increase your knowledge, and that will allow you to be closer to achieving those goals. Really looking at that accountability piece, I think there. And lastly, she says, live in gratitude and reciprocity with what you have been given. So once again, really considering that perspective, that lens that you are choosing to show up in that world or in your world in. Are you really being grateful for what you're given and what opportunities that's all around you? And are you giving back whenever possible? Mm -hmm. All of these chapters in this book, the Yamas and Niyamas, I feel help us expand the terms, you know, both internally within ourselves and outwardly looking at the universe, looking at the world. You know, I feel each topic It's about creating and investing in a better you. And I feel by you doing that, that invests in a better world. And I believe that to my core, the more that we can show up and be that best version of ourselves, that ripples, and that helps promote that better society, you know, that giving that friendly, that supportive society, that positive society that we say that we want. It's really about Pushing ourselves and seeing how and what we're doing to help support that. The more we can really show up and live and practice living, practice living our best lives, the more that we show the way and really encourage for other people on that similar journey or when they're ready for it, maybe they see what they can actually do. The hope of reviewing all of this material with you guys It's, I hope it just sparks or maybe allows you to expand what your own view of each term is. You know, like I said, I come into each of these topics thinking a certain narrow-minded usually perspective. And then after a chapter, I'm left questioning my own judgments and the bigger concept that can actually exist and holding myself to that. So I hope it can allow you the same experience as what I'm doing. So really just allowing it to be an opportunity to check in and hold yourself accountable and expand your own terminology or view on these specific topics. You know, really looking at What am I doing? And what can I do a little bit more of? Or how can I help the world by my actions today? What can I do to really help invest in that culture in that society that I want to be living in and that I want to see more of? That's it for today. I hope you guys go and have yourself a blissful day filled with opportunities to grow and to learn and invest in yourself. Guys, my ask here is take a few minutes and rate the show, leave a review. It really helps circulate all this content and get it out there for other people. You know, for me, it's honestly not having a popular podcast. It's about really increasing the opportunity to have these tools out there to help set people up to succeed. In my way, to relate it back to today's topic, it's a way for me to look at and consciously consider reciprocity. I'm trying to make that conscious effort and that conscious energy into giving back to a universe that really supported me on my own journey and continuously supports me on my journey. It's about helping spread ideas and positivity that helps really support us. So guys, it's it's not about my show. So if you love something else, you know, that's perfect so here's my pitch when you love something and you see it as value or that can help somebody else you know spark them or motivate them or empower them then do the extra things help spread that information rate them review them help get it out there you know and then the hope is together Me, you, and everybody, we can really help support and encourage each other through this crazy and yet beautiful journey. Never hesitate, guys, reaching out. I love to hear from anyone who's out there doing this work, you know, really trying their best and putting the energy and effort into getting the life that they want. I appreciate the journey and the energy that it takes. So reach out. Touch base. Life is really hard, and it's not about doing it perfectly. It's about making mistakes, falling, and taking it as a learning or a learning opportunity, you know, and take in as much as we can, and then choose to show up and try to do it better next time. So, support yourself and anybody around you that you can. Always making that conscious effort to really choose to show up and put the energy in to power yourself.